Alright everyone, welcome to day 34 of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. I am, of course, Bill Bush of DrivingRangeHeroes.com and with me as always is my genuine beloved friend, Chris McEwen. Chris, how are you? I'm good, William. Good to be here. Happy Thursday. We're almost done with the big weekend. Head into the small weekend. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that new process that's been implemented in the McEwen household. That's right. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at oh, all. We, we have we have plans for the weekend. We oh yeah. What, what do you got? Time. What do you got lined up? I think on Saturday, got ourselves a nice day lined up. <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to get in the car. We're going to go for a little drive, and we're going to do. We're going to give ourselves a little tour of some movie locations. So we're thinking oh, like this movie was shot here. That movie yeah. was shot there. Okay. Yeah. And my wife has never been to Woodstock, the town of in Illinois. That's out there. In her That's whole out. life. She's never been to Woodstock, which I can't believe. So Woodstock is at the top of the list. And then, you know, we'll hit Cameron's house from Ferris Bueller's. We'll hit breakfast club, high school. We'll hit home alone house. Cause those are all kind of what each high other. school is breakfast club at. So there's some debate about which that is. I want to say, um, I thought it was Glenbrook North, but I, um, it might have been, oh, my wife told me today too, and now I can't remember. Maybe it was, maybe it is Glenbrook North because the football field is gone. Because okay. I was like, oh, we can redo the shot, you know, at the end of the movie with, in the football field. And she's like, no, it's already gone. She, had, she was doing a bunch of research today. All right. But, uh. I think it was, what? I think it was Glenbrook North North. Other than Woodstock being close to where J Rib grew up, what is significant about Woodstock? That's where Groundhog Day was filmed. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, really? No. Oh, they they have a whole thing. So on Groundhog Day, they like do a whole thing, man. It's like a it's yeah. So yeah. I they, might not, um, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I just might not remember. Yeah, they uh it's a really cool kind of place. It's a cute little town with a little, obviously a square where they, you know, where Phil would uh, see his shadow or not see his shadow. And I used to host, (laughs) I used to host in like an open mic night into a karaoke night at a bar there for a few years. So I'm Hmm. pretty familiar with Woodstock. Okay. What about um, Lucas? I don't know. I don't know Lucas that well. Where was that shot? It was shot partially in Aurora and partially three blocks from my house. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they use downtown Glen. I live in Glen Allen. I think we've mentioned it on the show enough times. <laughs> I live in downtown. Or I don't live in downtown Glen Allen. It was shot downtown Glen Allen. It was shot at Glenbard West. Uh, the football field scenes because you want know, a nice lake behind it and all that business. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I should probably add that to the list. And then I'm like, oh my god, you're here! It's good to see you. There's another um, uh, the, one of the one of the scenes might have been the house or maybe it was the school from Sweet Sixteen we had thought about because those are all you know John Hughes like did everything in you know on the North Shore so we mm-hmm. kick you know knocked down a bunch of them right there cruising like Highland mm-hmm. Park and whatever if you, so yeah you that's know, our Saturday that's what we have planned like we'll see how long see... it goes. You feel like you got to see some uh, some Glen Allen Lucas spots. Just saying. All right. But I don't know Lucas well enough to even know like the significance. Maybe my watch. wife does. I'll ask her. 
You should watch Lucas. It's a good. It's a good film. I've seen it. Still good. It, it it's good. It just it's not as memorable as the other ones. Oh Jesus, I forget. <laughs> Life's but she awesome. was like, "Do you want to go anywhere else to see? You know, any movie locations?" And I was like, "Um, yeah, let's go see. You know, the the steps where the the baby carriage went down the step. Like, oh, I can't go in there. Like, I want to go to Chicago spots, mm-hmm. but you can't really do that right now. Like, I'd love to go to Union that flight of stairs and check that out. That'd be cool." Yeah, but yeah, li- you know. life's life's ultimate contrarian. <laughs> Chris McEwen can't. <laughs> Not yep. too good for everything. Can't do it. Um. So our weather has been pretty awful this week, and yeah, today, man, good lord, from tonight <laughs> into today, and it just never stopped. Well, all of a no. sudden. Sitting in my closet office with the door closed, and I don't remember which of my kids was like banging on their door and like, "Mom needs you," you know. <laughs> What's up? Oh, there's water in the basement. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! Oh, the old house. There's things like we bought it needs things that need to be done, but you know, can wait aren't huge. And you know, when you're when you're looking at buying, it's like, oh, but, but that's that's not a big deal. It's a it's a quick, right. easy repair. Five hundred bucks, right. hundred bucks, <laughs> right. three hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. And I'm like, yeah, you've now added thirty five thousand dollars onto this house that I have to do. And yeah. you know, trying to just do as little of it as possible and so far so good. But we had this issue a long time ago where you when you have a chimney on your roof, they it has to go into the house, which which is creating a hole into your house. So they put this <laughs> yeah, flashing. Historically to, speaking. Yeah, right. They put this metal flashing over the edges to like cover the hole into your house. Well, when we just moved in here, we kept finding this water in the basement. We're like, you know, it's I wonder every time it rained, snow melted, whatever, we just get tons of water. And oh, and of course, the way they finished the house, all the you know, or finished the basement, all the water usage happens on one side, and then on the other side where it's finished is where the floor drain is. So all the water wants to like go through the walls underneath carpeting into a floor drain. It's just a nightmare. But we've dealt with it and uh, finally had like uh, I don't know one of the take care of water getting into your house companies, if you will. Yeah. Out and the guy he got hooked up with this guy because my sister knew him and it was great. He goes, Yeah, uh, you don't have this issue, it's your chimney. So he explains it and I go, Okay, great. So haven't had this problem for years. Well, we got a new roof put on before the winter because of hail damage, like everybody else under the sun this past year. And we haven't, you know, never had any problems with the snow, any other like big rains since then, but I don't know if it's from fixing gutters over the last couple of weeks, whatever. And we have, we had worse rain the other day, no water. Well, something today was just yeah. right. And sure enough, water came in. So there I had to go across the street, man, get my dad's like, you know, 700 foot ladder. Cause my, yeah, the extension ladder. <laughs> yeah. My 25 foot one is inadequate at this point. Right. And, uh, I'm walking back with his giant ladder, walking down the street. And one of my neighbors <laughs> sees me and he's like, one of this, Older guy lives around the block. He's out walking his dogs and he's like, oh, that doesn't make me feel good. What's wrong? <laughs> I got water coming in again. He's like, oh, no. 
So yeah, there I was with my hammer and thank God I opened a drawer on my toolbox in my garage and I had just this giant box of old or a box of nails, like box of boxes of nails, right? I took yeah. from my grandma's house years ago when she was moving out and right on top, like, you know, with a big gold halo around, it's a box of galvanized roofing nails. So nice. just what I need. So there I am up on the ladder with my hammer uh taking like the gutter guards off hammering all the metal pieces back to the roof and the flashing back down and going oh hopefully this does the trick so yeah (laughs) how much water got in was it just like seeping like just kind of like wetness or was it like pooling pool uh pooling you call it pooling yeah and trying to get to the drain and so there's my wife we have like because we've had this before the we removed so this part of the basement's like the kids play area. So we remove the padding under the carpeting because it's largely just stuff stored there anyway. Sure. Yeah. A long time ago when this happened, I had to address this issue. So we had to get all the kids toys that we just like pulled the rug back and sopped up all the water or the carpeting back and sopped up all the water that thankfully, you know, got to it in a decent time where it wasn't horrible. It was enough. It was a significant amount of water. And we've had the dehumidifier set up and running over there to suck up any moisture it can but it's uh pain in the ass the sad part is like i should be more upset about it but because we've had it so much worse in years past i'm not too upset about i'm like "Eh, it's annoying but whatever could have been way worse and yeah so yeah get the humidity could have been a full full load of uh clothes and a washer that emptied water out into a condo floor yeah and a 500 square foot condo right yeah Yeah. don't think i didn't think about that too and i was like geez he's been having his water issues between between his washer and then the uh the two-tiered patio extended off of his condo 46 floors up so uh, 46 floors up on my 18 story condo correct correct yep right so i went okay i wish it was 46 story i wish i was on the 46th floor i mean imagine imagine so all that nice. water the water issues up there yeah but then i could see more of the cityscape only thing i'll say i'm on 41 for work and i mean it's on those super windy days you literally get down to the ground floor and have sea legs yeah like, huh, that's true. i didn't i didn't realize yeah, this because you are swaying sure so i don't think i need to live up that high and not out of like a heights to, thing. Yeah. My wife's office, she doesn't go in very often, but they're way up. They're in that new, the new building right along the river. Mm-hmm. Like on, uh, it's the one with, the, they describe it as standing on its tippy toes. Yeah. Like that brand new one. The and one uh, I always tell you, it tapers at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. It tapers at the bottom. Right. So did I tell you about the, uh, the water tanks on top that balance that building? No. Yeah, so you know, obviously that building, the fort, the foundation is far smaller than the actual building, right? And so to 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 fight against that sway, they have huge tanks of water at the very top of the building, and so when it sways, the water displaces and keeps the building from swaying you know, too much. Swinging too much, yeah. Because they do need this. That's a big skyscraper thing that when people come, they to have town, to like, move. What's happening here? Yeah. Like, well, the buildings have to move a little so they don't yeah. get metal fatigue. It's true. Yeah, it's well, we're God. back on. See how I snuck in that little architecture fun fact? Jeffrey Bear, what's up, bud? 
<laughs> I'm more like Ted from How I Met <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. Fair enough. I think yeah. Jeffrey Bear is like the one thing that I'm like, oh, this is cool, and you're like, you have been, man, eh, whatever. Eh. I don't I knew care that about Jeffrey it. Bear. Tell me something I don't know, Jeffrey Bear. Yeah, I, I, who cares? I don't care about Jeffrey Bear. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. I'm not open to new uh, things either, as much as I pretend I am. <laughs> what else really, is going on? I really what love the world, but don't really. Uh, so, I say, uh, <laughs> then going in and out of my garage and by my uh, temporary wedge practice area, then made me go. But I'm done dealing with this rain. I need to. I need to do some wedge practice. So, um. I can't remember exactly when it was. I took I took a break with my diligent wedge practice, and I went back to playing my my uh, my game with my daughter in the yard, where I chip foam balls, and everyone she catch, she gets some monetary amount. Haven't done right. that in a while. We did it the other day, and it was like all the wedge yips were just back. Oh it was no! Not great. So I'm like, I need, and you know, it's funny. I literally felt like I was starting over when I went into like, okay, I need to, I need to practice this. And now I think I'm like starting to get my feet under me again, which is nice. But, uh, yeah, I got, I got my, uh, my rawhide golf mat, my steel of a full size driving range. And that set my, that or, thing uh, is fantastic mat. too, by the way, you, when you sent that picture, that thing is awesome. Yeah. It's the best. And it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm out there in the dirty rain and everything. I went, oh, you know, I don't want to get it all wet and gross from rain in the yard. I go, I'm just gonna be barefoot on seeing. I tell you what, I want my whole when I'm my water issues done down here. I want to get my whole basement finished in, <laughs> not in that material, like in driving range mats. That combination right. of padding is right. clutch. But yeah, I've been out there uh, practicing the wedges with real balls into a net, and which I can't decide because I have a lot of feelings about how this company operates. But their nets are very popular, so I think just for the clicks, I want to do a review and maybe. A YouTube video. Oh, yeah, because you. I think they get a lot of like, how the hell do you put this net up? How yeah. do you get it packed away? And I'm like, well, I can get Watch you to this. click and see. Yeah, and I'll be like, this piece of shit. This is how you fold it, <laughs> sons of bitches. Uh, I want a YouTube of. I want you to build like your own, like a DIY net. Oh, I had a killer one in my apartment before, like right when my wife and I got married we had this like townhouse apartment thing and the first floor was a you had your own two car garage and they were I swear to god they were like 12 feet tall so oh. yeah it was awesome so yeah. and they were deep so it's not like the garage door was in the way yeah. um yeah and I set one I I did do a DIY I I don't have you know, it's just not worth it cuz I don't have the space in my garage um, it's too old and small, but yeah. yeah, it's super easy to do. And I had a killer setup. I was pretty pleased with it. It's just perfect DIY. And then, you know, you get older and you're like, well, you just right. buy something and avoid right. all this time. Suck. Right. <laughs> but I mean, so, it are evolved- you doing, so are you doing like when you do your chipping practice, are you doing, are you using your, your monitor? Are you able, able to use your monitor to get like distance? stuff or are you just kind of going through kind of the mechanics su- of it 
I was going to say, it's more just made. I could use it. I don't because I don't, frankly, okay. I don't care. Um, okay. When I try to tell people, like, oh, yeah, trying to figure this out. I'm like, no, it's been like getting comfortable making crisp contact and getting yeah. the feel for that. And or okay. being like, OK, I want to pop one up more. I want to take it lower and just not flubbing them or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I basically just pick like I want to hit a harder shot. I want to hit a really soft, dinky shot. How okay. do I do that and feel good about it? I want it to stay low. I want it to go up more. Um. So I just take out my sand wedge and my loft wedge and loft wedge, lob wedge. Yeah. I also have a loft five iron and <laughs> loft six iron. Yeah, my lob wedge. And yeah. um, I just, I, I rotate which clubs I'm doing. And if I'm like, oh, I'm having more trouble with the sand wedge, I'll focus on that. But uh, I got to tell you, it's been interesting. I'm like, all right, get my feel back going. And I, I, it's just fascinating. Like what, what wedge that I thought was working for me is really working for me. And I'm going on this wedge. I thought was going to be like the big gamer is not really suited as I'm feeling more comfortable. doesn't seem to be suited best for me. Oh, look, my mirror is going back in the bag or whatever. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So it's do you, like, um, sounds like the Indy 500 just drove by your place. Yeah. It's what time is it? it must be that time where no, it's still pretty early. Yeah. 840. Yeah. Usually, um, we get some, some humans that want to go ripping onto 90. Mm-hmm. And I, I live within, uh, I don't know, 200 yards of the off the on and off ramp. Okay. So, yeah. It gets worse during the summer because then, well, back in the day before we were all locked down, there would be about a hundred crotch rockets. Yeah, that the would biker, sit. The biker yeah, gangs. That, yeah, they would sit, but they would wait because at like, you know, at one in the morning, I ninety is wide open, and so oh, yeah. they'll just crew like all of them all at once will just fly up that ramp, getting out to ninety, doing about eighty miles an hour, ninety miles an hour. I'm so glad that's not my life. Yeah, so that's what they, that's what it, that's what you just heard. Somebody good for ripping that. up ninety to get up on there. So nice yeah, anyways, slippery um, rainy day. Have you? Are you? So do you play with like if you're around the green? Do you play with non wedge shots? Like do you do any sort of chipping with you know a seven iron or a nine iron? Or you oh, are you just yeah, like for sure? Go, oh, okay. Do have you? Do you have the yips with though with that? Is it the movement or is it like the idea of chipping with a certain wedge that breaks your brain? movement gets worse with certain clubs and certain lies. Okay. But uh, what I found, I was really having trouble with all of them. And basically what I found with what the mechanical issue was that I was fighting applies to basically all of the shots. So shocking. I've gotten better. I mean, I'm not in my garage practicing like a bump and run with an eight iron. Sure. I'm not practicing uh, using a hybrid to put out of the, the fringe like i'm not one doing of my any favorite of that. things to do I yeah it's good that. that's a good one um riv is always like oh you're gonna do you do it like he gets all excited when i pull the uh hybrid out to to chip onto the green he gets all like oh man i love when you do that it's so great <laughs> but that's like, because he's he's a killer with his wedges killer like, easy riv uh i didn't revolution as a game with this move <laughs> i think you're you're a better wedge player than riv 
I hope he hears no, this. I don't think so. I don't think I've only, so. I've only seen you guys play wedges once, so yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm 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 okay, but I feel like he just he's always just for he, trouble he, plus making. He's, He's younger and he's so he can be a little, he's a little more aggressive, I think naturally. So he'll just go right after the pin when I'm like, Oh, I think I might roll this one instead of flying it all the way there. And I try to like do the math, like, well, I'm going to fly it 10 feet because it's going to roll another 20. And he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to stick this thing. And then that's what he does. I know how that feels. Yeah. I know how that feels. But yeah, so been loving uh it's like become and it's funny because i think people are doing this a long time ago but it's just become my recent addiction where i'm going oh i'm going out to the garage for something what do you know there's a couple wedges right there uh i better i better hit a few rounds of balls into the net and right then i'll go back you're so lucky oh yeah you know you have the choice um (laughs) hey let's talk about i've been closing the last few shows by going on about people need to understand we're living in a different world right now and just be happy of any golf and shut up about it and follow the rules. And then of course they don't, but uh, you know, I saw in a golf publication today on the internet golf world of golf digest that this guy, the title was, Hey golfers, let's not screw this up. And he opens this thing. I even read it. So you can't just say I read the headlines and start yelling at me. <laughs> God, I don't care about Lucas. <laughs> um, this guy was, he's like, I'm out. I'm Sam, out. I'm the- Sam Weinman. Sam Weinman wrote it. Was it? Yeah. I don't look. But yeah. yes, it was him. Yeah. Um, and he's like. He's basically saying, man, I really wish they'd open the practice facilities here in so many words. And he stopped himself and he went, you know, while I'd love to get back to normal and have all this stuff, I at least have this right now. I can play golf. And there's so many people who are like, this is a very serious situation. Think of the doctor, the nurse, the whoever who like can't even leave their job and their lives are at risk. And I'm going, no, I wish a putting green was open. Yeah. And it was, it's a really great piece. I'll, we'll link to it in the, uh, in the show notes so people can look, can read it. It, it, oh. it was like, if I could, I, I think everything that we've kind of talked about, I think he puts into this really great kind of perspective. I, I absolutely loved it. Read it twice. When I think he he goes, the nine hole windows are everything I've craved during this surreal period. Fresh air, distraction, a sense that by playing, my son and I are both progressing towards something as opposed to simply waiting for life to resume. And, you know, you get into this. Like, enjoy that and feel like, do you not? That's worth so much at this point. Do you not want that? Do you not want that feeling at all? yeah. That's that's the whole point of this. And being like, oh, I can't go to the bar and sit in a cart with my buddy. It's like, God, who cares? Yeah. It's it, the way that he I think the, the thing that I really liked about it, and it's something I wish I would have thought of, at least to like verbalize, but he says, you know, golf is one of these few permitted activities now, right? But it represents a sort of litmus test. Like, can yep. people be responsible enough in this sort of setting? And he even says, like, when his, you know, his course sends out these weekly e- emails outlining and emphasizing the restrictions, and and it kind of feels like we've got a good thing going here, 
let's not screw it up. You know, like we need to, we need to be the model. We need to be like, Hey, they're playing golf responsibly. These people are, are doing what they're supposed to do. You know, let's continue to kind of like, you know, kind of release the leash a little bit more for everyone else. But it's a great point. Like, yes, we are the litmus test. We can show people that even though we're out in public doing things, like we can be responsible and do it the right way. You're retraining people. And the more you get them in that mindset, the better. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And it's what the guy's saying. Like, we we are retraining people to go into public and be able to prove they can do this in a safe way. Like we're teaching people to be safe and golf is considered like a lot of the comparisons. I can walk my dog on a sidewalk, but I can't go play golf and you guys right. going, yes. Right. And same thing. If you can't walk your dog safely, we have a problem. So right. go prove right. you can golf safely. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, it's a good read. I'm going to leave that. I think it's a good idea to put it in the notes and a link, but I'm going to leave that responsibility with you because I know you have it. It's true. Um, I do. He. It's funny, too, because we're sitting here talking about like, oh, what's going to happen with golf? But think about I'm telling my boss the other day, I, go, I don't even care when we're supposed to come back to work. I don't want to go on public transportation. I don't want to be on packed in a train. Think of like New York subways. You know, oh my God. some of those pictures. Yeah. And then I think it's so we have so far to go. And the fact that people are bitching about not being able to just do golf and treat their clubs the way they always have is just astounding to me. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. And I and I'd kind of um, related to that. I had a conversation over text with a friend who is in kind of the industry and we won't give that person a name certainly, but, um, but they were basically saying how, again, a lot of, a lot of his or her peers were not really. And of course they're like, you know, they're blaming the governor and you can take that for what it's worth. And they were very much against all of this sort of kind of, uh, all these restrictions and it, it was a little shocking. And he also, he, he also, oh, I gave it away. It's, all right. It's a boy. Um, he also kind of said like, it's a, boy. some of the private, he's a, he's, some of the- <laughs> as, a, as I believe you told me he, he's late, not in the end of his career, but on the second half of it. And you're saying, yeah. he's a boy. He's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> that little boy. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so he was, and he's a, awesome human being. He's just like, and I, I told him when, when he kind of agreed with us, he listened to an episode and he's like, I'm, I'm on board. I'm like, I'm not surprised because he's an, he's just a good person. Like, and he gets it. And I'm not, I wasn't surprised at all that he was on that side of it. Right. Um, but yeah, like, you know, and he also agreed that, <laughs> well, anyways, um, he had said, you know, like, uh, some of the private courses, they don't, they don't care and they're not going to play that game. They're not going to follow those sorts of things and they're going to do it the way they want to do it. And, um, you know, part of it was just like, I have these, I have such mixed emotions. Cause I mean, at this point you understand, we've had these conversations where like, I believe in humanity. I think the majority, 95% of people are doing the right thing and are doing what they're supposed to. But 
because the way this thing operates, this virus and how quickly and easily it can spread, like 5% can do a lot of damage, man. Mm -hmm. Lots of damage real quick. And so I go through this thing where I'm like, I get, I'm so like saddened and then I get really angry and then I just try to talk myself out of it. Like, nope, nope. You're such a son of a bitch. I was saying like this, I was expressing like the exact same sentiment and emotion the other day. And you're like, nope, nope. (laughs) Mm -mm. That's exactly what I was saying. That's not true. Well, it wasn't coming across that way. It's not true. It was not coming across that way. It was much more coming across as defeatist and hateful and you're just done with the whole thing. Hateful. Yeah, because I've been going through what you are describing. Like the whole like, yeah, that's that 5% where there's just nothing you can do about it. And you go, it's such an easy thing to do. So this is how I talk myself out of it. There is something we can that we can do about it. And it's continuing to doing to do what we're doing. And I don't think, but that's one of the things that gets me. It's like, well, then you're judged. Not that I care about being judged, but it's, you know, I mean, judging eventually turns into you're going to lose. I don't care what anyone says. And people have already seen it. You're going to lose your job if you don't come into the office. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable with it. Like, well, you don't have a choice. So like, we're not getting the royal weed, not necessarily us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean aren't going to have that choice because of what, you know, at 5% as things you know, start improving could turn into 15%. You know what I mean? Right. right. No, for and sure. I think that's like and where what, my defeatist attitude started kicking. It was like, go, it's like, I, I want to put this faith into humanity and the private clubs are a great example. Guys, this is good. If it's, this is going to be easier for you guys than anyone. And you guys can't even go, Let's just listen to the state. And I you know, to this piece, hey, everybody, go ahead. Do whatever you want. Watch what happens to the whole golf community and the state. And you can go throw whatever fits you want. It's not going to change anything. Yeah. I mean, and really what's going to end up happening ultimately is that the 5% is going to cause this thing to stretch through the summer or into the fall or what have you. When if we just did collectively, you know, if we took the guidance that, the president of the United States issued, you know, that kind of stuff, then we, we'd beat this thing, but you know, I guess whatever, but anyways, I like this, the end of this guy's article, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read the last, no, you know what? I'm not because I don't want to give it away, but it's good. It's a great, it's just a, such a great piece of writing. I actually, I was trying when we, when I knew we were going to talk about this, I was trying to track him down mm. to get him on. Cause I would love to just tell him how great it was first of all, and then just kind of talk about it. Right. Because it really is. It really, in that last paragraph, that last, whatever you want to call that. I'll just leave this is, line. Uh, is great. There have been times when we've all had to tolerate playing partners who take liberties with the rules. Now shouldn't be one of them. Like, amen, man. Just follow the rules, dude. Just do what you're supposed yeah. to do. And that's, I, I keep saying, just do what we're supposed to do, and this will be over with. Like, this will end. I mean, in right. the very beginning, we Fauci- all want the same thing. We all want the same thing. We all Fau- want to go back to doing what we were able to do before. Fauci's up there going, Hey, if you guys could just stay in your houses, everybody could just stay in their houses for two months. Thing of the past, done deal. Right. It's dead. It's dead. It's going to, we'll starve it. 
Mm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. I think your pain is like you you so <laughs> it's the ex- I feel the exact same way you do and I get very defeated by it. I will admit it because I start bringing things that aren't just golf into it, but it, it's like that fi- yeah. and you're never going to yeah. get away from that 5%, but I you know, I start getting into that I hate to do this to you, but I have smaller kids, right? And they're more helpless. No, for like, sure. They can't protect themselves. And, oh, you right. have to go back to school now. And it's like, great. Go into the cesspool. And it would be yeah. like, oh, it's no different than it ever is. I'm like, no, it's very different. This is a well-known, fast-spreading thing that they don't even know how to treat and fight. Like, right. Stop being the, fi- like- the 5%. Just stop being the 5%, please. Yeah. Like, I just think about, like... My wife's mother, my mother-in-law is in her seventies and she's a two-time cancer survivor. And, you know, her, her cousin is, you know, he's, he's older and he, he like, if someone's, if someone kills one of them because they're an idiot and they want to ride with their buddy in a golf cart, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. Are you crazy? That's the kind of stuff that gets me all wound up. Like these people that, are, are doing exactly what they're supposed to do are going to get exposed to this thing. And if, if my wife's mother catches it, she's dead. She's right. dead. There's no way she's going to beat that thing. And I know it was like, no, you can't get it from your groceries. You can't get it from your boxes. And there's people like, yeah, you can get them from your boxes and metal. It can live on to like five days. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, so there you go. She gets, uh, you know, like her census thing in the mail, and boom, coronavirus from it. You don't. And it was like, that's not what happens. Like, no, you don't know that. And you could go quote. Yeah. I saw an article for not related, but sort of like where everybody's an expert. It being quoted by Ted Cruz from something justifying stuff, and I go, this is just as bad as like quoting Wikipedia as a trusted source. <laughs> it's a source, I know. Uh, you like you're a you are a high level United States government official. You had to take basic classes as a kid where they teach you about bibliographies and uh you know citations and just general information. You should understand this, right? And I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he does because well, that's the crime of it, right? He gets it. He knows. Just God, just stay in your house and follow the rules and we'll be done with this. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know if you're a golf you know, guy. I and got you stuff think- to do, man. I got places to go. I got a trip to Arizona. I want to go to. I'm like, <sighs> but see, I'm even past all that stuff. It's not even a, like, I just want people to be, I want to be able to see, see my neighbor and not be like scared. I got too close to him. Do you know what I mean? I want to be able to I want to be able to order something on Amazon and just be like, I grab the box and open it. It's fine. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, you uh, and Josh the simple things in life. You and Josh want to have a beer. I can go to uh, we you could come and sit in a like you're not even supposed to sit at a, 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 a piece of lawn furniture. if You come to my house right now. Think about that. Right. Right. So just who cares about your trip? No disrespect. It's like you I mean, can't my even family lives in Arizona, but but you know what I'm okay. The I royal you like who cares about a trip? Like we can't even sit in a chair. You can't right. I can't I can't give you a ride somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway, that's a this is a little doom and gloomer, but I think this has been point, a fun episode. <laughs> but the point we're making is like 
we should things are looking up. We should be able to have fun right now. Don't ruin it. Yeah. They're giving us they're giving us some some leeway here. Let's be responsible with it. They're get, it's like a it's like a teenager, you know, when your parents let you go out, you know, until eleven. Don't ruin it. Yeah. And you can drive the car. Right. Be home on time. It's not that hard. Just be home on time. I'm trying, guys. I'm really trying to have a good attitude and be positive. <laughs> don't let me down. All right? Please don't let me down. I saw my new wedge today, by the way. My new 52-degree oh, you, wedge. That will Can be we here. talk about that? Can we talk about the wedge? I, I'm just going to talk about it that much. I saw it today. And oh. it's got... It, it's stamped. Basically, all the handwork is done. It just needs finishing now and i don't know how long that's gonna take but it's uh i think i think it's gonna be pretty filthy is it is it stamped with something significant i see one of one per you know not personal oh, like sentimental but uh okay i didn't know if it had like you know your kid's name on it or something do you you don't do that do you i'm surprised uh, you don't have a stamping kit at home you've got so I do. much other- oh i do i do oh uh, actually none other than my, what I think if I leave my Callaway sand wedge in the bag, none of my clubs currently will have, except my putter will have any personalization. If I put my Mura sand wedge back in the bag that has my initials on it. But yeah. I'm on a pretty, pretty plain Jane, uh, yeah. wedge, wedge setup right now. My old, I don't know. It was my previous set. My old set was very, very heavily Bill Bush customized, and I've done the kids' <laughs> names. I mean, I've like you go through the wedges, so it changes, and just try to do something a little different every time. But things come around; they'll, well, they'll be back. You go in the through wedges. wedges. I don't go through wedges. I got the same wedges that I have. That I've had. Well, forever. so to be fair, it's been because I played a ton of golf and used them in practice, and then hit the wedge yips. And just every year trying to fix my wedge issues, beat them into the ground. So I, you know, I'm just, I legitimately go through wedges <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's really disappointing because I, it's, you could tell I'm like, man, you're really putting a lot of use into these things. Like, yeah, and I'm getting nowhere. So this year it's like, well, at least I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. And my wear spots are shifting to the right spot of the club, which is pretty, like I sent Tommy a picture before this. I said, I haven't seen after practicing seeing the center of my wedge face look like this in years. Nice. We'll see what such a good that's such a great feeling when you look at an iron or a wedge and you see like that little tiny dot. It's not weird. It's we're not talking tiny dot like Tiger Woods, but we're talking within the sweet no, spot you, of you know, the face. Yeah. So we'll see what happens when we get on grass. But hey, to get on grass, I need you guys. <laughs> To be responsible these next couple of weeks while I sit back and watch and see what, what's going to work for me. Don't break the rules. Don't fight everything. Just get golf back open, please. I fully believe this is how much confidence I have in our listeners. I think we're preaching to the choir. I, I think when too. we say this stuff, they're like, yeah, for real. Seriously. I think so, too. I do. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That means it's either like just our friends and the people we associate with because we're like minded or it's <laughs> right. like, great. We got people behind this movement. I don't have that many friends. So I'm sure it's more than just well, people I know. I think some of these things on this podcast today, we're figuring out why that might be. <laughs> oh, oh, you're so hurtful. 
Oh, I'm so hurtful. <laughs> I am going to turn my mic settings back up. So I go a red line on everything and hurt your ears. All right. On that note, uh, like I said, I need to get back out on the grass. So everybody follow the rules. Stay safe. Uh, don't ruin this for all of us. Please set a good example. And uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks, I will see you out there from maybe two holes over. And I'll be like, oh, hi, person I know. And it'll be great. Yeah. Uh, Chris, it's been a pleasure. My genuine friend. Even I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was so hurtful. But you know what? We have to get through our problems, too. Just like <laughs> everybody right. else. Uh, That's right. I'll talk to you later, bud. Until tomorrow. Bye, everyone. Bye.